Welcome to Ask the Pastors, a segment of the West Hills podcast where you have the opportunity to ask your questions and receive biblically grounded, pastorally sensitive answers from our pastoral staff. My name is Brian. I'm your host and one of the pastors on staff here at West Hills. And today we will be sharing some of the discussion from our Ask the Pastors live event from last month. And in this segment from the live event, we were responding to two questions. Question number one, should a pastor's preaching style cause a person not to join a church or to leave a church? Question number two, is deconstructing your faith ever a good thing to do? If it isn't good, how should we be dealing with it if we keep being bombarded by it? I just want to first start off by saying, Pastor Will, this question by no means applies to you. (laughs) Uh, It's something that has happened to me in the past. Um, Should a pastor's preaching style cause a person to not join a church or to leave a church. And by preaching style, I don't, I don't mean what he says. Well, I do mean what he says across the pulpit, but I'm, I mean, I'm going to give a for instance. If a pastor is too political across the pulpit, and it, I'm going to apply it myself, it made me feel uneasy. If I felt like his political rant was over shadowing the gospel message. So I, I, never, I didn't feel at ease with that part of uh, his ministry, but I did love the church. But that, I just never felt at ease about that. So is that a reason for a person to leave the church? Yes. I think oh. it's a great, great question. And uh, to me, it's an, it's an easy one that, yes, um, if given everything we said about the gospel and how it compels us to engage the culture in preservative, life-giving ways. Uh, all of that said, if the the cultural hot-button issues, if the political talking points, if if any of that stuff at any point ever is overshadowing the gospel and causing the gospel to be obscured, causing God's God's word um, certainly to to be obscured, um, then I think you, yeah, that that's, you, you know, it's time to find a church that is more centered on scripture, more grounded in the gospel. Um, yeah, clearly that's my, yep. Anybody? <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously, you know, where that line is is going to be a, a matter of conscience and it has to be discerned um, just by prayer and testing the spirits. But um, it, it may be discerned in community with others and getting feedback. Uh, yeah. And there's all the, the ways that we could advise someone about leaving a church, depending on if you're a member and how long you've been there, if you've covenanted to this community, et cetera, et cetera. Do you, you know, go and talk to them first? and point out a brother's sin, kind of a Matthew 18 type thing. But, but all of that to say, I think, yeah. And, and, and I would advise that too. I mean, I mean because I think a, a pastor in that situation needs to, needs to hear that from, from the flock needs to hear like, I'm, I'm leaving and this is why, or, you know, I don't want to ha- have to leave, but you know, I, I need to be honest with you about, about what I, I'm at least hearing in your preaching. 
um, what I'm, and more importantly, what I'm not hearing, <laughs> what's getting obscured, the gospel. So. My question is, I have seen a lot of acquaintances and a lot of artists that I really admire and appreciate have all been dealing with and wrestling with the concept of deconstruction. And I wanted to know, is deconstructing your faith good? Um, is it ever good? Is it good in any way? Should we all be doing it? And um, if it isn't good, how should we be dealing with it when we keep uh, constantly being bombarded by it? I... Do you guys got this? Do you have a definition of deconstruction that you're... I think the idea of deconstruction is that um, there are lots of components of, going back to the cultural Christianity, things that, uh, in its essence, what deconstruction is supposed to be is... Yeah, there's all these various components of, of Christianity that sort of <clears throat> get lumped onto uh, the actual gospel, the actual heart of the faith. And people raised in churches where what's been constructed for them and their upbringing is uh, something, it's, it's Jesus plus other stuff. And so the idea of deconstruction is, okay, I need to, pick apart um, this, this, this faith brick by brick that has maybe been constructed for me in my upbringing so that I can uh, see what's really at the heart of it and examine it, test the foundation, so to speak, to continue the metaphor, um, with the idea being in, in I think, a, the, the best-case scenario, um, reconstruction um, that you know uh, if if what has been built is um, really bad construction then sometimes yeah you do need to go in and do some demo um, but for the sake of I mean if you just leave it there and rubble then <laughs> you're, you're homeless and hopeless so I think that the idea is uh, Reconstruction is what we don't talk enough about, obviously. is, um, But anyway, sorry. Did you have a different... Yeah, no, I, w I was going to bring it to reconstruction. Um, because we, we don't have enough time to delve into all of this, I'll give one podcast recommendation that's not ours that I have found very helpful. And it's called Reconstruction, that same idea by, by Trevin Wax. Um, and the idea that the church as a whole has had a lot of rot and the best way to deal with rot is to remove it in the house. And if you have a flood and you get mold and if you just put new drywall over it, new carpeting, and you don't deal with the actual rot and mold in the house, it'll just come back and rear its ugly head in another way. And in a sense, I would say we should all deconstructing, re reconstructing in a way, um, I think the church should be a place where it's safe to ask hard questions, to deal with hard things, and the American evangelical church as a whole has a lot of questions that are being asked right now, um, questions about sexual abuse and um, 
race and political conversations and and a good place to be is to remove the rot, to remove those extra things and find where is the gospel and what does the gospel speak about this. And I think the church should be the best place to do that. Deconstructing in isolation is unhelpful. Um, you find yourself in an echo chamber and come to a conclusion without other people being able to speak into you. Um, Deconstruction at Vanderbilt Divinity School is also a bad place. Um, and so that I, I agree and I have you know friends who would describe themselves either in the deconstructing phase or an ex-evangelical that they've left all these things behind because they saw the rot and they said I just can't deal with this it's easier just to move somewhere else and they have and it breaks my heart it makes me very sad but I do think some form of deconstruction, reconstruction, the goal of reconstruction to be building back up on the truths of the gospel and God's word is is the goal and should be the goal. And I would just say again quickly, go on record, I think the case for deconstruction um, that's in some, in a lot of ways, pockets being made within the church, you know, like, yeah, this is, you know, can be healthy and let's help. And it can. Um, I think the case for the need for deconstruction, personally, from what I see and from what I've experienced, it's been vastly, grossly overstated. I think that, um, I think frankly, you know, uh, yes, has there been abuse in the church? Yes. Has there been stuff that's gotten lumped in with cultural Christianity that's gotten confused with, you know, the gospel? Yes, of course. But um, I think in most of the cases and the folks I know, myself included, I think back, like, the church I grew up in was great. <laughs> it was like West Hills. You know, the the problem wasn't with the church. It wasn't what what was with what was constructed. It was with where it was constructed. It was in my heart, a, a sinner's heart. You know, the problem, the construction was sound. It was fine. It was that it was in the wrong location. It was on sinking sand. So you can have the greatest building in the world, sturdy, steady. You know, but if you build it on sinking sand, it's it's not it's not going to work. So I I think that to me is most of the cases that I've seen, you know, I think it's just, it's a trendy thing. Um, and, but I think most of it just frankly comes from, from sinfulness and comes from, it's a good excuse, uh, to just live however we want and to not, and to sleep in on Sundays and, um, and to find even community amongst other ex-evangelicals or whatever. And I think, um, uh, you know, I, I've used the analogy before, if you went out and you had a, a bad meal at a restaurant, you know, you probably wouldn't go back to that restaurant again, maybe. Okay. But you're never going to eat out again at any restaurant. You're never going to go to any. But we can push, push it even farther than that and say, how many people, if you went out and you had a bad meal at a restaurant, would never eat again? Like, that's what's happening with most of this deconstruction nonsense is, you know, I had a bad experience with one church or whatever, and now I'm just, <laughs> I'm not eating the bread of life ever again. And I just think, you know, are Christians hypocrites? Do we screw up? Is there rot in the church? Of course. I, I don't know a church that is, or a pastor that's ever claimed to be perfect. Um, I don't know a church that's ever claimed to <laughs> have... Um, a monopoly on the truth and, and to have it all right and, and, and 
whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I personally want to, as somebody who's been there, as somebody who's gone through that wandering in the wilderness phase and experienced how dark and yeah, lonely and, and existentially, uh, anxiety producing that is and hopeless and all of it. I want to save people from that. I I don't want to be a pastor who's encouraging. Yeah, let's all get together and (laughs) pick apart our our faith. I I want to, I want to construct. I, I think God calls us to construct and, um, and so anyway, that's, that's my soapbox about <laughs> deconstruction more than you wanted to hear a little over time. Yeah, just a little over time. I, I just uh, echo a lot of what you both said, um, but deconstructing uh, in solitude, not in community. Yeah, that was a great, great point. How dangerous it is to be deconstructing away from intentionally seeking answers in a church faith community. Um, it's so easy. I've, I had a friend who uh, walked away from the faith in college, one of my best friends, uh, who walked away from the faith, uh, wasn't able to find the answers that he was looking for. Um, uh, and that was really difficult for me. Um, didn't cause me to walk away, but made me uh, more aware that deconstructionism is something that's happening in the church and people are walking away from the faith uh, through this. So what can we do to care for, care for people? And like you said, construct faith not necessarily encourage deconstruction, but what are these unhealthy things that we grew up with? That's fair. And I think some of that is healthy, but not encouraging. Uh, hey, let's, let's tear our faith apart and find what's... Anyway. Well, and to bring it full circle, hopefully that, you know, is a part of the, the purpose of something like this. And as the pastor is, like you said... Absolutely. And like you said, that it's the church of all places should be a, a place where you can ask those questions. Yeah. Because I, I felt the same way, again, when I was in college, divinity school, you know, asking questions. Nobody... I just didn't want to hear the answers, you know, and, and part of it is God had not given me the ears to hear the, the right answers yet. Um, yeah. So there's that spiritual component. God has to open your eyes or open your ears. Mm-hmm. But I think, frankly, you know, sometimes, again, that, that the heart just wants to self-justify and doesn't want to hear Absolutely. the answers. And so, yes, we want, to, we want to be that kind of church that you're talking about, Brian, where people can, yeah. um, you know, bring, bring your friends who are asking those questions and uh, bring your own questions. And we don't want to be afraid of them. Know, the truth will set you free. We don't need to be afraid. I, j- I kind of joked from the pulpit about being afraid of getting asked anything tonight, but we, we shouldn't be afraid because um, you know we, we have God's word. We have the truth, and the truth will set us free. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Pastors. Remember that you can submit your questions by visiting the info bar at West Hills or by asking them online through our website at www.westhillsstl.org. If you enjoyed this week's episode, hit that like button, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in again next week.